Welcome to the Rebel and Muse podcast, where you can join us on our journey of self-improvement. I'm Kaleo Wassman. And I'm Melanie Wassman. Tune in each week to discover how we find balance in health, love, and life. I know I'm going to sound like a sponsor whore right now, but I just got done with my Organifi drink. Hashtag sponsor whore. <laughs> Hashtag how are yummy. You, how are you liking your it's uh, delicious. Green drink? I love the fact that you put it so far away because you were nervous of spilling it. You guys have these nice carpets. I don't want a big green puddle. Oh, yeah. There's Rymo over there on the floor. There's a big green splash. It's delicious. I'm, I'm feeling good. Yeah. All right. So the cat good. is out of the bag. We have Rymo here. Yeah. Hi. Very excited. Well, so Ryan Moran from there, Slightly Stupid, mm-hmm. which we lovingly know as Rymo, and I think yes. a lot of people do as well. Yes, that's my stripper name. That's, that's my stage name. <laughs> that's my, my, mine is Chlorine. Chlorine. Yeah. I like that. Chlorine. Yeah. Chlorine. I'm, I'm really clean. You got Chlorine, oh, Buster gosh. Brown. What's Yee's? Does he have a good one? Uh, Yazweed. Yeah. Yeah. Yazweed. <laughs> yeah. I like that. He comes out smoking. I Literally like and always. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's, that's fun. Uh, so yes, we're so excited to have you here, Ryan. Rymo. It's hard for me to call you Ryan. Rymo's good. Rymo's good. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Everyone calls me that except for my wife calls me Ryan. <laughs> I, I know you as Ryan, not Rymo. I love so. it. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay, that's cool. Thank you for joining us. We're so happy. Thanks. Um, it's kind of a one of those blue moon things to have the two of you both here in Oceanside off tour because you both usually have different tour schedules. Right. Um, occasionally you are on the road together, which is really exciting because that's actually happening this summer. First time in 10 years. 10 years. So this is the 10 so year anniversary of that last one. Yay. <laughs> that 2008 was the last time that we were together. And yeah. I can't believe that. Rymo, you want some wine? Hey, what do you like? Some wine. You like some wine? Come back, come to the bus. <laughs> oh my God! This this time around, Look it's out. gonna this time around is gonna be fantastic because a uh, we don't have that long to play, and b we can just hang out, yoga all day, just enjoy this absolute brilliant position of being able to be on tour. With your buddies, with, with your brothers. With right. our brothers and friends. And which is nice because we were, we're able to actually tour a lot with friends, but because it's been 10 years. And by the way, if you haven't really known like the history of Pepper and Stupid, it goes back so deep to where like in 2002 and three, we were doing like 280 shows a year together in vans, just following each other and being on the road together. And so the, I would say the, um, the history with these two bands is, is really special to me. It's a it's a really nice time. And not only that, but yeah, you're right. They're all brothers. They're like the deepest cut of brothers. And I think the Slightly Stupid Camp and the Pepper Camp being kind of like now the old hand at the guard. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Old hand at the guard. The old hand at the guard. We're, we're really... Um, really able to teach these young youngins what they need to know. Old some... guys rule, babe. <laughs> yeah, old, totally old guys rule. Oh my god, <laughs> salt and pepper that. hair nowadays. I know. Did you oh. see this beard? It's, it's coming, coming in, in yeah. all white. Some wisdom you guys there. Are so oh. cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, foxes, so speaking baby. of his totally speaking of history, let's yes. go back to how you got started with slightly stupid because I know you were in another band before that, and you have a long history of playing music you even went to college for if i'm right yeah Yeah, so i'm basically i was born and raised in the bay area um of northern california and 
moved down to San Diego in 1994 to go to San Diego State. So I, yeah, I went there and met a bunch of musicians and it was cool. You know, it was like by day, it was this kind of full intellectual scene, you know, and then by night it was, it was clubs and drinks and girls and fun and craziness. Isn't that rad that you get to see the both and? We like yeah. to talk yes. about balance here on Rebel Yeah, yeah. It is a balance. <laughs> it really was. Mm-hmm. It, it was. So yeah, I started getting into the loop here. Um, pretty much as soon as I moved here, I started meeting local players and trying to get gigs and stuff. And so I joined um, a group called the B-Side Players. I was with them for about seven years, touring locally and, and regionally and then nationally. And then um, I was living in uh, Ocean Beach for, I guess, since about 96. I moved to Ocean Beach in 19, 1996 mm-hmm. and kind of saw the boys playing around town. I kind of knew who they were. and We became acquaintances, became friends. And, and uh, yeah, we did a tour together in 2002 and um, with B-Side and uh, Slightly Stupid, kind of a ski tour. We right. went through, like, you know, the Fox and Boulder. And was that when Paul was drumming for them? Yeah, Paul okay. Reeling was playing drums okay. for them. And, um, yeah, we just became friends. We were hitting it off and, and drinking and having a good time. And, and about a year later, they called and said, hey, we you know, Paul just quit. Do you want to give this thing a shot? And I was like, yeah, totally. Let's try it. Yeah, and that was summer of uh, 03. And that's wow, when I met. It's been a long time. Yeah. That's when we met. That's was, when we met. Yeah, 2003. Yeah. And then um, I think, I, I believe, Tech Nine and Raimi were with us at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that's, yep. and then, I mean, this is the history of it. Now it's 2018. That blows me away, by the way. 15 years 15 ago. 15 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It, but like I said, we're the old hand at the guard. So, um, <laughs> but sure. it, it was fantastic being in, in these bands at that time because there wasn't anyone really doing it. The genre had just about died. It was not popular to be what we were doing as far as playing, you know, I would say, I call it States reggae um, right. in a sense where we're able to like incorporate so much other different music, but reggae is definitely a, a big, you know, stronghold within that. Right. But now, you know, seeing all of the, the younger bands that we've um, watched and helped and encouraged to come up and now have them do so well and the genre just getting even bigger it i can't tell you the excitement that i have um about where everything is going with what we're doing and what all these other bands are doing it's really nice it's just kind of for me it's just kind of like yeah we you know we, we carried a flag when it wasn't cool and now all of a sudden it's cool again yeah i think people mm-hmm. saw that it could be done you know yeah. it's kind of this do-it-yourself thing where we didn't have any support we didn't have really much aside from our instruments in the van and we had you know management and that was really it it was just like get out and grind and get on the road and i think that was encouraging especially as you know the whole the whole way that music has changed from being sold in cd form at a store to now being streamed or or purchased online there's a million ways to get music now through the internet which changed everything so instead of you know Going old school, it's get out on the road, do shows, use the music that you make, you know, to to promote your next tour, and that's right. I think that's something we've been able to survive doing. Right, that was the pavement pounding that we did. That for was sure, it. but that's why we, you know, we toured for so hard was to sell those physical copies. Absolutely, yeah, physical actual CD. I had yeah. someone ask me recently, like a younger kid, oh man. You know, how'd you guys blow up? And I kind of was like, well, we never really blew up. It, we just worked. You know, we kept working. We never stopped. And and that was really all it was. It was that we didn't, no one, none of us really ever stopped. None of the bands in the genre really stop. It's either you're on the road or you're making music at home. 
and you just continue you just keep going and Mm -hmm. if if it grows cool and if it stays the same that's cool too you're just out doing it it doesn't really you're doing your thing you're You're making music perfectly perfectly and people want to enjoy it perfectly said well coming back to that first tour that you guys were on together slightly stupid and pepper so Mm -hmm. you said 2003 is that what it was Mm -hmm. i remember that slightly stupid was the headliner and they had this tour book it was like a a small little book every day there was a you know where you were what the venue is all the information (laughs) i had never seen anything so professional at my at my my touring career which is you leaving well you were with you were with us the pepper i was uh, so we had no idea that that was even possible right i was looking (laughs) at this going this is amazing can you get me one of these so kaleo's like I, I think so. I think I can get another copy or you can just have mine. Yeah, so you gave mine. me your copy and I was so impressed because I could see where I didn't have to map it out on my calendar where you're going to be. I had everything at my hands. And so I would fold over each page after every show. I'd fold over the page. Okay, that one's done. Mm-hmm. So then I would see the progress of how many more sleeps I, I had. T- you I can't home. tell you. It's, totally. it's everything from <laughs> tour books to tuners. Slightly Stupid has taught Pepper so much. <laughs> tour it's, books to yeah, tuners. T- yeah. <laughs> I, I, I promise you, like, it's been such a wonderful experience being three local boys from Kona coming over here and jumping into this this world that was so foreign to us. And to be able to have older brothers, like Slightly Stupid, that were to help us, you know, guide us, uh, especially through the early days. We taught you guys a lot. It's so, and you know what, that, I mean, like, that's just so crucial for people in any aspect of their, of any career. Like, just be awesome to people that are coming up in it and Mm -hmm. realize, like, look, like, you have something to pass down and to teach and to be uh, free with. So, so allow that to happen and really help every, if you help everybody out, everybody gets helped out. I think that's what's happening now. I mean, there's, like you said, there's really a ton of bands doing this music now. And, you know, back in the, in the late nineties, maybe you had, you know, um, three eleven. Yeah, three eleven. And long, yeah, chapter eleven. Sublime, maybe f- into Long Beach Dub. Right. And yeah. then not really a lot aside from no. a few other groups, really at yeah. that point. And then when you hit like the millennium, there was nothing really. It was like you, uh, stupid, uh, Pepper, Bargain Music, Chapter Eleven, One Drop, Authority Zero, maybe. Authority Zero, ever... yeah, but they were always they always had a little more grit. Mm-hmm. They were just one of the greatest bands. That mm-hmm. band was just fantastic to watch. Yeah, there <laughs> yeah. wasn't really a lot back then. No. And, and I think that's what really created the bond, especially for us. You know, mm-hmm. we, we were friends and the music was like enough to create a buzz, like where we knew Pepper fans would be fans of Stupid. We knew Stupid fans would be fan, fans of Pepper. Right. And I think that's what created the beginnings of what's now really grown into something that's supporting, I don't know, 25, 30, 40 bands. Yeah, absolutely. And, and growing. Well, I mean, especially with Law Records right now, we have like a we have 12 bands on our label. Wow. Yeah, and they're all killing it. Mm-hmm. You know, to the point where like, yes, and this is what I'm talking about passing down information. And, you know, because you know, Pepper's gone through the major label, the minor label, and our own label. And mm-hmm. and kind of like intersecting through all those as well, not just like a linear line. We've gone through major labels after our, our record label and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And there's so many, I would say, um, ways I would never do it. So I'm so happy that there's like a record label like Law 
and stupid records that have these platforms for bands to come in and we can help to you know guide and that to me just means everything Mm-hmm. Really, really, really does because this is just, it's so much bigger. Music is so much bigger than any individual or any band. And it's really important to pass this knowledge down. And that's why when you um, have your drumming and you have your your projects that are coming up, I get really excited because you're taking your music so far past of where you find it. Right. And that to me means everything. I mean, that's the, that's the growth of an artist. That's, that's where it's at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you recording right now? Yeah, so um, Slightly has a new album that's coming out at the end of June, I believe. So while we're on the road, it'll be dropping. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we've been working on that now for a little a little while. Um, since most of my stuff is done pretty early on in the recording process, I've been pretty much home for the last few months, not super busy with with stuff with Slightly. So. Yeah, I've been working on a solo album that I'll be dropping later this year. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm yeah. super, yeah. super pumped. It's um, more sort of world element, uh, world fusion-y kind of um, dig, drums, synths. It's it's not necessarily new age, but it borrows from a little bit of that, and it borrows from some fusion and some more progressive styles that are a little more ag- like aggressive. I, I want reggae, of course. Yeah, I want to point out that your drumming ability is monstrous. Thanks, yeah. man. <laughs> I, I've always, I've always known you to be this like musician, and you know it goes to show. You've been to school, you, you've trained, and you've done, a, and you've done both and, and you've, you know you've gone everywhere. So I'm always a fan of not only your drumming with stupid, but your drumming and where you keep taking it. And I'm so excited because earlier before the podcast, um, you know, I've got these tracks that I'm, and I'm saying this on the air so I can have it like recorded. <laughs> I've got these tracks I'm going to send you and I just can't wait to hear what they sound like because I know that you're going to find this music and take it somewhere so far. And that to me just gets me super excited about all of it. And that's the, that continuing fire that I do get excited about making new music. That's I'm where it's at. a potential side project. Yeah. Yes. And, and you know, I the like thing it. about collaborating too on different levels is that it just, it totally opens a different creative door. Mm-hmm. You know, like we have our bandmates that we've been working with for so many years yes. and that has that path right when you open a different door with a different player and a different approach it does sort of push you in a different way and inspire you to do a different type of writing or a different type of performing it gets you out of the boundaries right you're able to really truly expand because you are the artist that you are right and as artists i can imagine that you you need to create right you absolutely to to feel fulfilled is that creativity it's so important. Wherever, however Absolutely. that comes out right so how do you foster that creativity you um, have it sounds like you have a lot going on so you you've been off you're still recording you're doing your side project you're gearing up for tour you also have a beautiful family at home thank you melissa and the girls yes and i bet the girls are so jealous that you're hanging out with uncle kaleo right now they love uncle Hi, and girls. auntie and auntie yeah. come on <laughs> hey, girls uncle and auntie miss you <laughs> So, yeah. so how do you foster that creativity with so much going on? For me, you know, the creative sort of voice or the creative spirit, whatever you want to call it, it comes when I'm alone. Mm-hmm. So if I'm constantly interacting with people or in a social environment or now even at home because I have my, my kids are running around and my wife, when when I'm off the road, I'm, I'm cruising, I'm dad. So I kind of put a lot of that stuff to the side so that I can be a focused parent. Mm -hmm. Um, So the creative stuff for me comes really when I have some alone time. So for instance, I'll, I'll stay up super late and just 
nerd out on some beat loops or you know try to you know what i mean it's not like, nerding out brother this is what we do right like, right yeah this is like you, what you're doing is is research right so i'm researching <laughs> but i find for me it's 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 the late night hours when i can really be alone where mm-hmm. melissa's in bed asleep the kids are sleeping and i can kind of just be in my own head and and listen to what's jumping around up there um for me that's been an important thing to kind of rediscover now 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 that my kids are kind of getting out of diapers and getting into the next phase of their lives, uh, it's opened up a lot of a more freedom for me to kind of find that space. Mm-hmm. Um, in the early years, like the last few years, because the kids are almost five and about three and a half, those first, the last five years have been really difficult in that way because I've just been changing diapers and getting bottles. Super and Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And if I'm, if I'm gone on the road, then it's full music or travel and travel and when i'm home it's just the opposite it's like you're here what needs to be done is everyone healthy who needs a who needs a diaper change who needs what total contrast it is a complete contrast and so it's been hard to stay even sort of balanced with that it's either just one extreme or the other but now that things are start the kids are getting a little older things are starting to kind of get back into normal rhythm and melissa's working um which is great because then a lot of times the day the house will be open in the day Right. So, because I'm not going to bang on drums all day if she's, you know, reading a book or just having a quiet time at home. So mm-hmm. it's been uh, it's been a, a bit of a challenge to find that space. But I think that now, you know, things are evolving and I'm getting back into that. Nice, and, and you know, it's it's nice to remember too that everything's temporary. Right. You know, the kids being so young and in diapers, that's going to change so fast. It's already. I'm watching videos. <laughs> it's of, already. There. I'm watching videos of my my nephew who I haven't seen in December. And he's over there DJing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's almost walking. He's cruising all around. He's eating food, not just the boob. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just looking at him going, oh, my gosh, I need to see you soon because pretty soon you're going to be, you know, asking for the car keys. Totally. And forgetting about Auntie. So I know it's everything's temporary. It happens so fast. But it is nice when those little shifts happen. Shifts, ha- shifts happen. Shifts yeah. happen. Yes. Shifts. shifts happen. Shifts With happen. an F. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's definitely in the show notes. Yeah. Also, also what's going in that you just like slyly whipped out that I just noticed. Hmm. Uh, he's eating food, not just boob. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, ca- it's both I, and. He's doing I caught both, that. I was but... like, whoa. Yeah. Definitely need Ten to throw months. that in some kind of side project. Some solid. Yeah, I mean, and... it seems to happen so fast. So, you know, it's, it's, I can <laughs> yeah. imagine you're appreciating every little step, but also knowing that it's temporary. But finding your your peace and finding your alone time whenever you can, uh, that that sounds challenging. I know it is for me. We don't we don't have children. You know, right. just finding that space where you can have that. But no matter creativity. what, everyone mm-hmm. has their child, whatever it is. So yeah, um, mine's yeah, my yoga studio. Exactly. So <laughs> right. it's, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like the the whole point is is to find that balance where you do get that little bit of self-realization and self-time that's so important. And right. for Rymo, he just, he, he nailed it because he said the creativity or the source or whatever speaks to him when it's silent. Mm-hmm. And that just Definitely. that awareness and that mindfulness is incredible, especially because you're, you're now even expanding larger than the artist that you were yesterday. Right. You know, and you're getting, you're getting uh, more and more things in line and more and more things after that will come. And the momentum is pretty powerful once you start spinning it in that kind of motion. Absolutely. I told Melanie this the other day and I was pretty impressed with myself. And um, I said, <laughs> I said, I, like toot, toot. Um, I said, every soccer game 
where football starts with the smallest little kick mm. to your partner, to one of your teammates. It just starts with a little kick. A little tappy tap. A little tap. Mm-hmm. But that gets the ball rolling for 90 minutes of who knows what's going to happen. Right. But there's a lot of people watching. It's the tipping yeah. point. Right. That little just that. It's just amazing to just know that, okay, I don't have to jump in in a full roaring game. I just got to kick the ball over and right. then just see what happens after that. Mm-hmm. To your buddy. Yeah. That's to right. To your buddy. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So we're talking about finding alone time or finding mm-hmm. your creativity when you're here. How do you do that when you're on tour? What do you do? Because so, you're in a, a bus with a bunch of guys. There's yeah, always something to do. Setting up drums, uh, rehearsal practice, or what is it called? Sound checking. Sound check and you know, yeah. interviews, whatever. And sometimes it is. we record it on the bus and all that too. So yeah, yeah. For me, it's always been it's been exercise. If I can't, if I'm just immersed in something, like even with the kids being at home. Um, so much the last couple of years, I'd find that alone time just going for a run mm-hmm. and to the point where I got so into it that I actually did the Ironman twice. What? So oh my gosh. I, I did the Oceanside one, the 70.3. This, just know, this last this weekend? Is, no. I didn't do it this weekend, weekend but okay. I did the last two years before that in a row. No way. You yeah. Are, you are a beast. That's <laughs> nuts. And, and did you ever like have an, a marathon or a triathlon before these i i did a marathon in 2010 and okay. so a buddy of mine that i was running with quite a bit um he was pretty nuts he was a ice hockey goalie he was from guam and he was it's brilliant by the guy. way that makes no sense i know to me. <laughs> that's why i threw it in <laughs> super nice guy i met him i met him in san diego state we actually shared a dorm and we became we're still friends to this day. I love that. So from Guam, ice hockey goalie for San Diego State, crushed it. Wow. Um, went on to pursue different stuff, but um, yeah, he he was running. He did the full Ironman, and he's like, "You can totally do this. You just have to train. You can't. It's you have to work at this for like months and months." And so, I think when I had the kids, um, I I didn't realize how sort of just cons- all consuming that would be. For the first couple of years and so the outlet i could find especially you know i've been surfing forever but right. if the waves are small or if there's wind then the waves are no good that's not an outlet mm-hmm. that was when i started doing more yoga and mm-hmm. also started doing a lot of a lot of running a lot of bike riding and stuff just to get out of the house relax like mm-hmm. burn off some steam so that i'm not like over caffeinated and tweaking out in the house <laughs> You know, with the kids and Melissa yelling at me about, you know, I just, I just laugh at the, I just laugh at me. I, I just laugh at the, the over caffeinated because I've, I've seen this beautiful blonde <laughs> bombshell just melt with caffeine. You know, oh, yeah. Coffee pouring through her veins, thinking that she was going to just have a nervous breakdown, end up in a psych ward. It's, that's my drug of choice right now. I just, I have to have like two cups and then I no just tweak out. No wonder you're running marathons. Yeah. You know, that was actually a healthy balance. I would, I would get kind of geeked out and then I would go run like 10 or 12 miles and then feel great because I'd have kind of the endorphin buzz from mm-hmm. the run kind of, and being tired kind of offset the caffeine. So, so how was, how was the Ironman? Like, I mean, like I've, I've actually never knew this and I'm so blown away and I'm so impressed. I'm not surprised, but I'm just impressed. <laughs> you know, I, I, I just needed some sort of an outlet, I think. And right when I had the kids, you know, I felt pretty in, in a positive way, but I felt pretty like bogged down. Like this is gnarly. Well, it's, just, it's a really life changer. 
Totally. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was overwhelming. It still is sometimes. Yeah. Less so now. But I think, you know, I was kind of looking for an outlet. And, you know, I'd always had the ability to just play drums whenever I wanted and go do a yoga class, go for a run or go for a surf if there's waves. So I had that kind of, I could choose right. some sort of an outlet. And when I had the kids, um, it was a little harder to, to plan and harder to find. And we were tired all the time. We just weren't getting that much sleep. And so I, I met a guy named Ray Kelly, who's in Encinitas. And um, I just saw him on the street and he was getting into a car and his car had kind of a, a wrap that said Tri Trainer. So I just started talking to him. And uh, great guy, he's about 60, 60 years old, in the best shape I've ever seen a 60-year-old man. And, I love that. And I, I'm, I'm aiming for that. Yeah, yeah. you will be. Yeah. You'll I'm be a, fine. I'm aiming for that, yeah. And so we just started talking, and, and he turns out he's a coach, and so that led to this. And, and so we, we had been working together for about four years, and I started doing some s- smaller races, a sprint, then the Olympic length, then the half iron. I never did a full, um, which takes place in Kona. Oh yeah, right there. Yeah. But um, when you're ready for that, you let me know, and I'll go. I'll be your assistant. And be the uh, water boy. Yeah, yeah, but I, no, it's like it's almost like a triathlon caddy, where I'm just in a golf cart and I'll just Rad. yeah, and I'll just follow you. They oh, have right this. Yeah. They have this. A yeah. cheerleader. That right. may that may be a little further down the line. You know, it's <laughs> it's a real you know that's a forty hour week job. You have to. Yeah, I want to ride training. my bike today, but you have to ride a hundred miles, and then you have to run ten, and you know. Right. So I got the reason I stopped at the half was that was enough for me. I think it was just I needed I needed a goal and I needed I needed an outlet. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, yeah that was that I think was the that. one eighth would be plenty for me. Too, yeah. Right, right now. Yeah. Those are those are pretty intense. It was so intense. a half a half triathlon. Mm-hmm. So let's see. That is about a one mile swim, a 50 mile bike ride and a 13 mile run. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's to be exact. It's one point two. And then the, it's 56 on the bike. And then, yeah, it's 13.1 for the half marathon. So it's the 70.3. Wow. And then the full Ironman is actually twice that. So it's 140 miles. We wow. grew up Which with Ironman on the island. Gnarly. Yeah. yeah. It was like the worst time to be on the big island. Super busy. Like, oh my it's gosh. usually in October, right? Yeah. It's yeah. always these, in October. These, people from all over people. the world just taking over Kona. <laughs> but the, but yeah. they are... I just I'm blown away but some people would just run across so strong within you know a few hours of doing all of that even yeah. those point ones I think that's where that that's where I would stop yeah the, <laughs> I you can know, do the, a point one of Kona is, is the elite of the elite too because you have to qualify to get to that race and is this one a qualification the Oceanside if path? you place like really really high then it, it can get you into that notch um, I believe for half for half iron world champions, I don't world championships aren't in Kona, mm-hmm. but the full ones are. So if you do a full one in wherever, somewhere here in the States, and you have a really great time, that qualifies you to get to Kona. So the Kona people are like the super elite of the creme sport, de la creme. which is amazing. To put like, your bodies through that. It's, I mean, you also oh, yeah. growing up there, we've seen people at, late at night and these people with such heart. They're they they're dedicated to finishing, and some of them are crawling. Their legs are giving out. Their bodies are giving out. They're oh, yeah. pooping, oh, yeah. basically. Like their bodies Gnarly. are shutting down, but they are dedicated to to cross that finish line. And people are there at midnight, Heavy. still cheering them on. I think my brother does the sound for yeah. like twenty four hours for them. Ramy does the sound for all the events he does. on that island. Right. Oh, it sounds good. Yeah, it's Ramy. Most Ramey. of the state actually. <laughs> right. 
yeah, it's inspiring to see. People are still see. there cheering them on just, yeah. you know, because their their heart is is so in it. It's pretty amazing. I've always like been drawn to things that are you can't just do. Like with <laughs> surfing, you can't just surf. You have to it, you have to get thumped. You have to learn about the ocean, how to read it. It takes years and years to get good at it. Same with music. And mm-hmm. absolutely. When I found that sport, it, I kind of just fell in love with the fact that it wasn't easy and I I knew it was going to be difficult. I just wanted to kind of do it to do like it to challenge yourself. Exactly. And yeah. so it was it, it came at the right time. I'd like to do it. I haven't been training like that lately. It's uh, been hard to balance, but I'll get okay. back into it full on at some point. It's not going anywhere. It'll be there. Yeah. All right. And <laughs> I mean, like surfing, music and yoga, which is another like the, the best. These are, these are like life practices. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like these things never like you can't master any of those. Right. And I think that's what exciting. makes them valuable. That's, yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Right? Yeah. Yeah, you could be good at one pose and not be able to get into another or, mm-hmm. or right. learn. You can practice. surf here in Oceanside, but that doesn't mean you can surf pipe or right, exactly. huge banyans or, or, or wherever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to have something like that where you're not just going to get good at it, learn it and then drop it again. Right. You know, yeah. it's like a lifelong practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So gearing up for tour. Mm-hmm. You guys are both heading on tour um, June 7th, I believe, is the very first show. Right. Yeah. Montana. June 6th, Montana. Um, how do you prepare for tour? So what is what is some of the things that you do to prepare for your tour? There's a, there's a few things. So for me, you know, I have so much gear. Being the drummer, I have got probably the most gear of anybody in terms of the stuff I have on stage. So usually even like now, I start kind of doing an inventory of what I'm going to need. And I start talking to my endorsement endorsement folks um can i plug them right now yeah. do it buddy pearl drums <laughs> yep. uh, istanbul agop cymbals Vif, vic firth drumsticks uh porter and davies drum stools um who else am i forgetting anybody i don't think so well if you are don't Evans. worry about it because in the show notes yeah. we're gonna add all of these sponsors okay yeah yeah um so i start kind of inventorying my world um right about now actually i'm starting to do that and figure out what i need just so i have extra supply because I go through, you know, usually a few pairs of sticks a night. I go through a um, a set of drum heads about once a week. So I start doing that first for that stuff. And then as far as with the family, I just, I start telling the kids usually a few weeks out. So they're not overthinking it, but I just tell them, okay, you know, like, we're about to go back into this phase where dad's gone. All I the time. never thought about that. I know. Wow. Kaleo so, yeah. does that with me too still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I never really thought about for the little ones who, yeah. but I mean, now that it's, it's been a, a while, a mm-hmm. minute, how, is it, has it become easier for them? I think so. All right. Yeah. I think, cause I, I kind of, I kind of prime them. I don't go start way too far out. So they fear it. Uh huh. Like, you know, two weeks out or so. Okay. Like, hey, How's guys, your awareness? Like, this is really, yeah, this is good. really you know, good. You're right. I just awesome. try to tell them, Hey, you know, dad's going to be gone a lot. I got to go to work and that's how we survive. That's how we have a house and cars yeah. and things we need mm-hmm. food. Right. So the kids understand that I think on, on that level, but yeah, I, I kind of just do, you know, try to really invest as much time as I can with, with the kids and, of course, with my wife yep. so that mm-hmm. we can stay connected because, you know, it can be it can be tough, you know, especially week six of 12 is usually mm-hmm. where the wheels are starting to fall off for, for her at home and, and sometimes for me on the road, just, you know, mm-hmm. the exhaustion and dehydration and all those weird factors that most people don't really think about yeah. that are mm-hmm. totally true. 
you know, you have a, a bunch of drinks one night and you're pretty much paying for it for like that whole show week. So because yep. <laughs> you're just you're doing it every night, you know, four or five nights in a row. So mm-hmm. so my, my no my new protocol after learning this is mm-hmm. I've been sober on the road for ugh, the last couple tours. I mean, that's awesome. It's been so fun to do it. Uh, and, you know, if you have that one night or whatever, whatever. Um, however, for the most part, it's definitely not like the older days. That's smart. Well, I mean, the body might, I mean, the body just can't rebound like it used to. No. And not no. only that, I'm, I know I'm getting older because if I don't sleep good, I have a horrible experience the next day. And I don't right. really want to waste a day anymore. Uh, now, again, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen, but right. at least I'm aware of like, okay, how do I really want to conduct this next day? Right. And, not, and for everyone who doesn't know, I mean, sleeping on the bus, it's got its pros and cons because you really have to know how to sleep on a bus that's in constant movement or maybe there's road construction or maybe you feel the rumble strips. Oh, the rumble strips. The, we're going to die. Exactly. <laughs> the hold on. So you're, yeah. you go through all kinds of stuff it's while brutal. you're trying to sleep. You're basically trusting this person that you don't really know with your life and your friend's lives too. Yeah, I have a question. Do you use the same bus driver? Do you have one that you yeah, know and love and you use the same? We've had the same guy now for a number of years. Um, awesome. And yeah, he's great. We, you know, he's solid and it shows up on time, drives safely, goes slow. Good. But yeah, we still hit those rumble strips, you know, because of <laughs> construction and whatnot. And it's 4 a.m. and you don't know where you are and you wake up like, you know, mm-hmm. and then you're like, okay, this is it. We're going off the side of the road oh and then gosh. nothing happens. Yeah. And then you're like sweating in your bunk trying to go back to sleep. And then all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, that's so scary. Yeah. And then your sleep's be. disturbed. I get bummed out when my sleep disturbed at home. Yeah, he, I have. I have mal- actually <laughs> fired a couple of bus drivers mid drive. Yeah, just like yeah, man. because yeah. they're not they're driving hectic. safe. Yeah, and they're they going too fast. Fast. They mm-hmm. think everyone's asleep, and yep. it's five in the morning, and you're in the middle of Iowa, and they're going like eighty, and you can tell. Yeah. Just, uh, well, you know cool. what you can do as well. This is a little hack. You can pull up your ways, your little navigation, mm. and then you can test how fast you're going. Mm. Oh, that's cool. Sneaky. Yep. Yeah, that's the side of touring that people don't think about. They think about, oh, you know, it's it's champagne and sex hot tubs. Drug, sex, and, drugs, rock and roll yeah. and the whole time. Right. And there there are those elements, you know, but then there's the realities of, like, how am I going to rest? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And especially, like you said, like, we're getting older. And, you know, for me, a wake-up call was, you know, I was drinking a good amount the last, really the last couple summers, and I started developing tendinitis. And I started seeing a, a masseuse who was doing deep tissue to break up all that. And um, she actually had me change my diet. And so for the last two years, I've had a total diet shift, and that's really helped. Okay, now you've spiked my interest. So <laughs> yeah. what, what is the diet that you're... Uh, it's that it's you're no dairy and, and no wheat products. It's awesome. basically the, the paleo thing. Uh-huh. So it's it's vegetables, nuts, meats, and, uh, and no... like refined sugars no wheats and and no dairy yeah mm-hmm. i agree so yeah. that's worked for me yeah you know and that's and perfectly said because everyone needs to like experience their own kind of uh reset right you know and an elimination diet is the only diet i truly believe in hmm. the elimination diet where you just eliminate so much food and you reintroduce it and then you see what your body likes and what it doesn't right. like and if you're aware you your body actually speaks pretty loud to you um 
it's just this, when you keep ignoring it that it gets louder and louder right. and louder until it gets to the point where it's screaming at you and then all of a sudden like your tendonitis hit totally uh-huh it was tons of beer it was dehydration flying every weekend it was tons of carbs because i was training still but then it was just the the fatigue right and it all it all manifested right in here which is like kind of the most important area yeah. it's mm-hmm. you know the right forearm is is busy for our music so absolutely well think about this too your body's so intelligent it went to a place where it knew you would have to pay attention right yeah that's wow that's a heavy that's true that's a heavy it went realization straight there yeah. that's where it went yeah it's because like, hey, i'm not happy so here so, bam yeah. here's your arm yeah i got off the road it? it was like fall of i guess it was 16 and it was after like a crazy like almost a three-month tour and I was just exhausted so and nuts, totally fried and just, I've been flying everywhere. I didn't even know where I was half the time. And right. Yeah. I just, you know, my, my arm felt super tight and achy and by the way, a little, gnarly. Jet, a little jet lag, uh, hack, take off your shoes and wherever you land, put your feet on the ground, like mm-hmm. earth, mm-hmm. the real ground and feel the babe. What's the, the, the Sherman residence? Sherman residence? Schumann residence. It's a frequency. Solfeggio. No, there's another no. one that actually deals. And I'll look that up and I'll put it in the show notes. I know that I'm botching the name. However, it's the hertz of the earth. Schumann. Yep. There we go. Like the vibrationary yes, magnet, it, magnetic it's force. absolutely right. Mm. And, and this, then you can get into the circadian rhythm of whatever you time are. zone mm. you are. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that when I, my last trip to South America and I ended up in Buenos Aires, I found like this little park, made sure that there was no needles or anything like that in there. And then I just took off my shoes and went and just stood there mm-hmm. for in a uh, Tadasana for about, th- which is mountain pose, which mm. like, like 15, about 15 minutes. I just stood there mm-hmm. and then I hit the ground running after that I was fine. I, I, I didn't have any lag. There was no weirdness whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I was able to do that week and a half in South America with ease. That's a good, that's a good thing that's to know. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. So there's a little hack for you too when you feel that lag, mm-hmm. especially because, you know, the schedule for this summer is like four days on, three days off right. kind of thing. So if you're going to be flying home a lot, it's really nice to be able to like, as soon as you like just, you know, get out of San Diego airport, go stand in your yard. Yep. You know, just ground, just ground for yeah, those. Yeah. Go play with the kids in the yard, mm-hmm. you know, just like, just put your feet on the ground and That's really, smart. yeah. And really feel it. It's a good idea. Mm-hmm. All right. So you prepared for tour. You're on tour. Yep. Now Kaleo has, he recently interviewed, um, a bunch of bands at the one love festival for surf roots TV. <laughs> and he, came, Thanks, up Dave. With, <laughs> he yeah. came up with some questions that are not usual questions. Or, you know, usually it's, I'm, where do you get yeah, your inspiration yeah. I put from? a lot of bands on the spot. Nice. Because, however... <laughs> put the, me on the spot. It'll make for good, uh, good I'm going I'm to put, put you on the spot just for one. But, no, but the, the funny thing was is I one of the questions, and I'm going to share it with you because I'm not going to ask it because I want to ask the entire band while okay. everyone's there. The question was, which one of you fucks up the most every night on stage oh. <laughs> you should have seen Depends these looks who you ask oh yeah you should really we like... all do man <laughs> we all we do. all make a hundred mistakes a night i mean some are more noticeable than others <laughs> but yeah i mean there's you don't, not you a... don't have to answer that one because the, oh. I, I like i like the i think whole... it's me because you know whether <laughs> or not co- people notice it could just be like a hiccup in your mind right and you're like for me you know being 
the timekeeper, it might result in like a hiccup in the time or something maybe not super noticeable for the audience, but the, mm-hmm. the guys on stage might just give me the, the side look like, yo, dude, what's up? Because <laughs> you're having another thought or you lost your focus just for like a half a second. It's funny, so. though, because that that means that you've gotten to a really talented point in your craft. Hmm. Because when your mind starts to not think about what you're doing, right? that means, okay, this is kind of an automatic thing. Like walking. Right. How many thoughts can you have walking or lying down? You know, things right. that things that we're lucky enough to be good at. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, but it's just like when you're doing that and you're doing that motion, some people can only think, right. about, oh, my gosh. OK, I, I that comes be, with practice. It's like know? when you first start to drive a car, you're yeah. focused on everything, looking in the mirror, you know, you know, right. No, babe, that's now. now you should always be focused on everything in the car. <laughs> I know what you're saying. It's the muscle memory of it. At first, yeah. day one, you're trying to. Th- pop the clutch and have yep. it in first gear and then yeah. neutral. And now on the I drive gear. from the studio and I don't even remember yeah. my drive home. Totally. Because <laughs> my mind is somewhere else. So I shouldn't admit that. Wow. I, I think it's, I think yeah. it's muscle memory. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you get to that point, but yeah, I mean, we all make mistakes. I mean, I, I make tons every night. I think all the guys do just in, maybe in their own minds, maybe it's not noticeable to the band. Exactly. And then maybe there's some that's noticeable to the band and not the audience. And then there's some that everyone knows, everybody like knows. the train just came off the tracks, you know? It's rare that I, I've seen Kaleo, I've seen you play so many times and Slightly Stupid, I've seen so many times. And it's rare, very rare that I ever notice a mistake. And I know your music, yeah. both of you, really However, well. It happens all the time. It happens (laughs) nightly. Maybe every song, there's some kind of... something. Ooh, now I'm going to be listening for it. Yeah. And then there's the false starts. How about you just let us worry about that? (laughs) And then you just (laughs) focus on having a good time. Yeah, that's what's at. Okay, now, here's a question I was going to ask you. Um, (laughs) Okay. How long does it take for you to adjust when you get off of tour with no day sheet? (laughs) That's classic. Um... (laughs) You know, the kids are my day sheet now, so I have about so have 12 hours. Sh- you have a day sheet when well, you get Well, let's explain what a day sheet is oh, in detail okay. for the okay. listeners. Why, why, why don't you, Mel? Me? Yeah. Okay. From what I remember, a day sheet is in the bus, yes. and it says, you are today is April whatever. Right. You are waking up in Philadelphia. Excellent. What else? The venue is at this address. Uh-huh. Um, what about the weather? The weather is uh-huh. 73 degrees. Right. And then how far until the next uh, the location? Oh, well, no. You play? There's like, dinner many? is oh, yeah. oh, at this time. Right. And Sound what about the Whole Foods locations? Oh, Whole right. Foods locations. Uh-huh. And then you bus call is at uh-huh. 4 a.m. Very nice. Tomorrow and you are waking up in, in New Jersey. Which is how far away? How many miles? Exactly. So that is a day sheet. Basically, it's everything but, but you need you, to know. But then you forgot about what time is what playing. What time is who playing? The set, set time. Set is, times. Yeah, all, yeah. And yeah. then what about your VIP meet and greet? Oh, right. right. All of that. Yeah, forget right that. after and sound check. Right. And then, oh, and what if there's a shower room? If there's a shower room or yes. yeah, mm-hmm. or the hotels. Where around. is the bathroom? The drop yes. zone. The drop Where's zone. Where's the coffee? The uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> what time's catering available? Yeah. Yep, catering. All Mel, you nailed it. Yeah. You got all the really important good. information. Right. I used to make a day sheet for Kaleo when he came home years and years nice. ago. Just so that he, today you're waking up in Vista, California. Yes, <laughs> I am. St- <laughs> I'm working from 11 to 5. Yeah. <laughs> you will have the house to yourself. So, Dinner is at yeah. this time <laughs> right and then here are your restaurants that you like right <laughs> thanks yeah. for the reminder it, it takes for me um, coming off tour it does take it takes me a few weeks yeah. to just want to do anything like usually 
I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to kind of like well, eat at the been house. Everywhere. Yeah, you've I've been, been all over the place. Uh-huh. I've eaten at every be restaurant. Melissa, be at home. Sleep yeah. in I want to cook bed. my own food. Right. I, I really miss that on the Thank road. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know, cook food. Yeah, because I make food on the bus all the time. It's just never cooked. I basically right. go raw when I'm on the road. Right. Yeah. For yeah. that's one of the hard things because you know when when you're you're forced to eat out for every single meal. You don't, you know, maybe you just want like a salad and with like chicken on it and they cook the chicken with a stick of butter and you don't know that and, but your body does. Or which, seed oil. That's, which sounds yeah. delicious by the way. The yeah. canola but oil would be a lot worse, but I know what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it just, you don't know how stuff's being prepared. And I think. Absolutely. Definitely in the last couple of years having kind of developed some weird sensitivities because I'm old now. Um, no, <laughs> I'm going to take that back. We're not old. We're wise now. Yeah. We're getting to the wiser point of our lives. Wiser. Wiser is better. Yeah. We're, we're like Bud Wiser. <laughs> Bud Wiser. <laughs> so it's, you know, for, for me, that's become a thing that I'm valuing a lot more because there's not a pound of sugar, fat, and salt yes. in prepared foods. And you don't always know that. If you go to like a nicer restaurant, the only thing that they're doing differently from a not nicer restaurant is adding a bunch of extra stuff like salt, yep. butter, yep. and oils and whatnot so and the oils is where it really gets you that's like my main thing mm. that i can't eat out really unless it's like sushi right because then you know it's clean the, because it's the oils right the oils that they use like cottonseed oil uh canola, canola vegetable oil any yeah whatever that is right mm-hmm. so and that's you know i mean those are huge inflammatory oils right a little side note here we went to benihana for a friend's birthday last weekend nice and you know how you have the whole, what is it table. called, tepon table? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So Kaleo asked if he could, instead of having his food cooked in whatever oils in the squeeze bottle, if he could just have it with butter mm-hmm. and got the whole table to agree to it. So we all got just butter instead of whatever oil that was. It was right. awesome. Which, yeah. by the way, yeah. for me, butter is a far superior choice than any kind of vegetable or seed oil Absolutely. Yeah, kind of situation. Mm. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that, that was basically it. So that's the date, it? Yeah, the date. That's all. That's I all didn't it. put him on the spot at no, all. No, no, no. Well, I can't, all right. well, I, what I, about... I can't give it all away because I'm going to ask these guys on tour too. Oh, got it. Yeah. Well, then they're going to be prepared. <laughs> no. <laughs> they're all should... just, they're probably all, we're all going to point at each other and then hopefully oh, no, no, the there's... smart ones will point at themselves <laughs> yeah. because that's really. It was fantastic. You just have to account for your own flubs because they're inevitable. That's definitely, it's, um, I would say Rhymo, that is the most truthful. That's true. Yeah, because you, if if you really blame anyone for making a mistake, it's how's the perception on that? What if they didn't think it was a mistake? There you go. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I'm going to put you both on the spot. Right. Let's think about a story, a touring story, a funny story that you guys have experienced. See, this isn't this isn't original. This is the question we get all. The, if you're <laughs> if you're an interviewer out there, let her finish. Don't ask these questions. Let her finish. Read the bio. <laughs> Let her finish. Okay, go Read for it. The, in the bio, you're not going to tell a funny story. I think a whole bio I, For me, I need funny. context. So what? Okay, okay yeah, there we go. Let's think of a situation that we can draw upon, like a scary drive. Oh, okay. Those are okay. always PC, and I like to go to those. Okay, good. A scary <laughs> drive. Because right, they're not incriminating. One. Yeah. That's true. You don't yeah. want to incriminate anyone in the band. slip and sliding over Loveland Pass, going <gasps> from Aspen to Denver. I know that one. And yeah, yeah. just... Those I just like saying those kind of things because they're not funny or, 
or silly, but they're just, they're more real. And I think people, like we were saying before, you know, the percep- their perception of touring is like champagne and rap video and hot tub. <laughs> and it's just, it's all, everyone's happy all the time. Well, the reality is you're sharing a shoebox with eight to 12 people. Right. And, and all eight- that energy is confined in that shoebox. And so there's a lot, really, there's a lot going on. And then you have the tension of maybe possibly dying in the shoebox. With all this energy. Yeah. And there's just a lot, there's a lot more than meets the eye. And it's, it's high points and low points. There's every tour, we have these moments of like epic fun where everyone's raging. We're all partying, having a good time. And there's also moments where, you know, someone needs to let steam off or we just, someone needs to have some space and you can't find it. And so the, the message is, you know, stay off the bus for a little while, let things kind of cool out. Right. And so we, we all learn how to sort of coexist on a, on like a family level. Mm-hmm. Um, not funny or silly, but those, for me, those kind of like, those kind of moments are always like, you know, okay, I'm, yeah, I'm alive. This is real. Mm-hmm. Like, we we're in a whiteout crossing the Loveland Pass and we're slipping and sliding in this huge like you know yeah there's oh there's gosh. no stopping that kind of bus by the way no well you have a huge trailer on the back yeah that, that too oh that's so scary so if you start slipping and sliding it could yep. be the snowbank hopefully stops you or you just roll down the hill uh and what, what a tree you mean, stops you maybe what you mean not by to make you worry yeah, I know no. what, what, what you mean sweating. by I don't tell her why <laughs> this kind of stuff. what you mean by hill is like a fifteen hundred foot drop off yeah yeah I mean into and, nowhere and, yeah, and and you just land on the Donner Party somewhere but um exactly. yeah. <laughs> so Kaleo has a story about that when he and this is why I'm sweating right now and yes. you're right why you don't tell your wives this kind of stuff mm-hmm. um, before they got into a bus they were in a van mm-hmm. like a 15 passenger van yep. with a huge trailer on the back yeah I think the trailer is bigger than the van yeah, yeah. yeah. they're about the same size All right. and um, you want to tell the story so we're just cruising down the road um, headed to uh, let's see, Florida? Gainesville. Yeah, headed to Gainesville from Houston. Oh yeah, one, okay. Yeah, one shot. And so we're driving through a town called Dufaniac Springs, and uh, our guitar tech at the time was driving, and a semi drove by us. We we're in the left lane, and he passed us on the right lane, and he blew the trailer a little bit over to the, the grass. semi did by yeah, the semi the wind. did. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, into the grass median because in that area of the world it goes uh, two lanes going one way grass median two lanes going the other way right so big huge grass median big grass giant right so a lot of space I'm really you know grateful for it now but it gets blown in the trailer pulls the van into the grass median and now there's no traction now we can't no brakes are working we can't grab any kind of stoppage whatsoever scary so we just keep doing and we keep going and we see this retaining wall now we're climbing on this grass median though it's going up we're we're escalating and there's a a retaining wall and we just know that we're going to hit this wall so we do and so wait hold on the retaining wall is because you guys are heading over i'm not there yet a bridge it was going up it's escalating and then we hit the retaining wall and the trailer bust wide open. Uh, I flew forward and cracked my head. 
under the driver's seat. Yeah, it, it was like it was just a mess, and we, it, it, you know, it's so funny. You get, into, you get into a car, a, a van accident like that, and everyone just jumps out, thinking like Die Hard movie is going to happen, and it's everything's going to explode up. Right? It's just like, but I mean, that's what you know. Adrenaline now, man. yeah, the adrenaline and just survival mode kicks in. Now to what Melanie was saying, how we were escalating, we hit this retaining wall that we moved about a foot. By the way. Uh, it if that retaining wall wasn't there, then the van would have flown off this two three story drop off into an underpass that was a freeway the freeway under yeah oh yes that was also going the um so if we were going let's just say west to east this was going north to south oh and it would have been oh. the van going over and then the trailer coming after us to and crush so, you guys yeah, to crush us so if Not it wasn't for that retaining wall and i you know who are we you were on tour with That's opm scary. we were on tour with opm oh, yeah, at the time OPM. and it was yeah. the funny thing was is you're gonna love this as soon as that happened and we promised ourselves we're never driving ourselves ever again uh k-rock started spinning uh give, give it, it up, up at like that same day or the day after Gnarly. And it was incredible. It's just incredible timing. We were all still very, you know, shaken up. I got a phone call at 5 a.m. because you were East Coast. I was West Coast. And I was wondering why he's calling so early. You know, usually it's like around noon when you get to your place and you wake up. And all I hear, you sounded very spaced out. And yeah, I I hit my head pretty hard. Yeah. It was a good hit. And I I said, hello. He, He said, hi, everything's okay. And I hear sirens. I heard sirens in the background, and I just lost it. Like, what happened? You knew something heavy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. heavy happened. Okay, well, shifting gears off of that, (laughs) that was yeah, that was heavy. But no, um, I'm. You know what? I'm really happy though because it it is nice to express these kind of stories and these kind of things with, you know, the other side of touring. Yeah, it is fantastic. The grind of traveling. Mm -hmm. It is twenty hours a day playing music for one or two. You know, and then having another. Right to do it, it again the next day. Um, for foremost, uh, I, I just can't tell you the appreciation I have for you in all you've ever, yeah, in all you've ever been. Um, just nothing but incredible human being to, Thanks, to me and and Melanie. Your family's gorgeous. Bless you. I cannot thank you enough for your time. I know how valuable it is, and I'm so excited to hear all of the music that you're going to be making in the future, my friend. Thanks, yeah. man. Thanks and you for have some other things. Coming up too, you have um, you're going to be launching pretty soon. It's your web, your own website, right? Where you're going to be offering drum lessons either in person or online drum lessons, right? So I've yeah. been kind of building it the last couple of months here uh, with a friend that's in uh, Michigan, and um, his name's Ryan Elmer. So Ryan's helped me build this website, and it's basically going to be more education sort of based. It's not just like a self promo website. It has mm-hmm. um, links to YouTube videos that I've made. There's about 60 lessons online. So if you search uh, Rymo Stupid, that's my channel on YouTube, mm-hmm. that'll link link people to those lessons. Um, they'll also be accessible through the website. And then, yeah, a new, a new solo effort at the end of the year. Exciting. And then just onward and forward. So excited about all this. And again, thank you for taking that music where you found it and sharing it. Thanks. That's just beautiful. Thank you. 
Thanks right, for having well, me on. Yeah, so we will see you, or I will see you on tour. You guys are going to be together. Very yep. exciting. It's going to be, yeah, we're going to we're gonna take our, our touring uh, fitness regiment to the next level on this tour. I'm going to be joining it. you guys on the sober bus. Yeah, I need, a, I need I've been trying to cut back. It's that's not easy on our bus to do no, that. No, well, it's just the road, too. Yeah. You know, the road is just always, it's a great place to escape with booze. But then after For a while sure. and enough meditation, and this is how I get through, meditating in the morning and then meditating at night. And I'll show you how I do that in the back mm. lounge. It's pretty rad mm. before anyone wakes up. Um, and it's really given me this, I would say, so much of a better high, mm. you know, right. than, uh, and, and, and I am waking I, up hungover. Exactly. Or, right. or, you know, it's a, it's, it's like a better, um, I would say just, it's a better space. I know that the, you know, booze, I love to drink, but I like it when it's celebratory, not because I have to mandatorily do it. Right. Kind of thing. That makes like sense. a situation. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's just fun. Like I said, we're getting Budweiser without the Bud. Right. I yeah. love it. You guys are as, what is, what is the saying? You're older than you've ever been, but you're as young as you're ever going to be. Oh, that sounds dreary. <laughs> I don't think I'm saying it right. <laughs> I got you. I think, I think I know where you're going I, with I, it. I think you've said everything perfect today. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Rymo. My pleasure. Thank you. Everything's in the show notes. Check it out. Yep. Peace.